Have you struggled to get everything done? Have you looked for every trick to be more productive? How much do you really understand about how productivity really works? This is Crushing the Clock, a podcast where we explore the nature of productivity so you can actually get back your time and energy, making a difference in both your personal and professional lives. Many business owners are caught up in a difficult cycle of overworking and getting frustrated when setting up their businesses. It's often one of the most challenging aspects for entrepreneurs. However, there are many ways to be able to cut through this chaos and take back that freedom that you were searching for in the first place. Now, whether you own a business or you're an employee or just trying to get traction at home, we all struggle with getting momentum. Today, Peter Moore joins us to talk about how you can reduce frustration and set up the right framework for your business. And this can also apply to your personal life as well at home. Now, Pete is a business coach and he's the host of the Simplifying Entrepreneurship podcast. He talks about how you can be able to go through the process of taking back that freedom that you feel that you've lost. Essentially, making you feel that you are the owner of your business and not the other way around. Now, let's jump into this conversation as Pete starts to explain his wheel of momentum. So the wheel of momentum, you know, it's a framework that I came out with Joshua a while ago now, and it kind of is all around what I call the six C's to momentum. And I love, you know, putting these little frameworks and often it seems as though they start with C's and M's and P's and all this sort of stuff. Those are the three letters that seem to start a lot of these talks, but this one starts off and everything always starts off, Joshua, with clarity, you know, and clarity is such a key point. It's the beginning of all good thought. And in order to have momentum, you need to be really clear about what it is that you want to do. So, when we look at this wheel of momentum, and it's on my website at Simplifying Entrepreneurship, but basically it's this wheel. And then, you know, starting off and getting all of your thoughts down. I love to write things down. I use my uh, iPad. I used to use paper, but I, I have it all digitally now with my Apple pencil, essentially. But I like to scribe things when I'm starting to build my ideas and use little tools and frameworks around how to think about what it is that I want to do. So I'm thinking about the momentum of whatever it is, you know, whatever project you have in the go. I'm I'm really trying to get clear about that, really trying to be very specific and detailed. So I literally, I'll just brain dump all kinds of stuff and then go back and sort of rearrange that. But once you get clear on something, the next big piece is that clarity brings you confidence. So for the second C is confidence. And without confidence, we don't move ahead. And, you know, it's a really interesting thing, but the only way to get confidence typically is to be clear, right? So if you're not feeling confident, you got to rewind a little bit. You got to go back a step and build more clarity. So any time of these steps that you get stopped, if you're stopped at any one of the steps at any one of the six D's, six C's, you just rewind a little bit, get more clarity around those ones so you can push it ahead. So once we have the confidence and we're building this, right, we're starting, it's like, okay, I know what I want to do. I'm starting to feel pretty good about what's happening. Then I'm looking to build 
competence. And competence often happens as the leader of the organization. You're kind of looking around with your unique strengths of your team and the things that you have at your disposal. And who else can be part of that to help you build your confidence? Sometimes it's an outsource partner or whatever the case is, but that's when we get into looking at cooperation. So if you don't have sort of the ability to get this idea through with confidence and clarity within your own team, then I'm looking for who can I collaborate with? Who can I cooperate with in order to make this thing happen? And one of you were talking a little bit before we hopped on here about the books behind me, but one of the books behind me is called Who Not How? And a great book by Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy and an old concept uh, now, well, not really old, but that was developed by Dean Jackson and Dan Sullivan called Who Not How. And the idea is you don't always need to know how to get something done. You just need to know who can help you get it done. And if you spend, and this is where entrepreneurs seem to get tied up a lot of times is because they're spending all their time trying to figure out how to do something instead of spending half that time or a quarter of that time, or even a couple of phone calls, finding out who can do it for them. A lot of the things out there have already been done before. You don't need to know specifically how to get every single thing done. And that's where we as leaders tend to get stopped at this ceiling of complexity because we're worried or we don't understand or we think we need to know how to push things through. So once you have that, once you've found the cooperation within that, you've built your competence your confidence and your clarity, then we're building capacity. And once we start building capacity, well, that's when things get exciting because it's like, okay, this is starting to happen now. I'm feeling the momentum. You can feel it sort of building up within your team, within your organization, within your own mind as a leader. And once you start feeling comfortable, another C that's not in the model, but once you start feeling comfortable around this, Joshua, then you can be creative again because we lose our creativity when we're in a situation of frustration or when we don't know how to push through things, when we're feeling that we're at that level, that ceiling of complexity that I mentioned about. You know, when we're feeling that way, we lose our creativity because we don't have the confidence to actually think we can get through. So when you do have the capacity and you're like, okay, we can start rolling this stuff out, then it opens up a whole new idea for you. What Now that I've got that one done, what can I do next? And it starts the whole cycle again, where you can then start getting clarity about what that new thing's going to be. Confidence, competence, cooperation, capacity, and then get creative again. That's why it's a wheel. That's why. And it starts to roll because as you get the system, it's it just kind of rolls through and you gain that momentum. And, and it's really exciting when you can have these little frameworks and systems that pull you through. And anytime you're feeling a little bit weird about something, you just kind of go back and you say, mm, maybe I need to find another cooperation partner, or maybe I need to go back and build our strength on the competent side of things within our team. Or maybe I just need to go back and get clear about the whole thing so that we can restart this again and be headed in the right direction this time instead of maybe a little bit off course. Yeah, and I really like this idea of the wheel that you're talking about. At the time that we're recording this, we just had a winter storm come through by yeah. probably like half the United States. And so, I mean, there's a bunch of snow that got dumped. There was ice and all kinds of stuff. So I mean, it creates a lot of slippery situations. Gosh, yeah. And when you're driving on that, when you get a little bit of traction, you start going and you obviously you want to be careful and not go too fast when it's slippery. But if it's slippery, we're getting it from a start. If you just punch it, your wheel is going to spin. You're not going to go anywhere. But if you yep. just 
just kind of ease into it a little bit you start to get a little bit of traction as you get going then your whole vehicle starts to propel forward and that's kind of what it seems like for this is it might seem like it starts out like super slow and it's like okay this isn't worth it i mean i just need to get going because we got to make some progress here but when you slow down yeah. you start to get that little bit of traction then you actually start getting that momentum to be able to get forward that's the mental picture i was going through my head because i see all kinds of people just kind of spinning out <laughs> Yeah, well, hey, I'm from just outside of Toronto here in Canada, okay. so we're dealing with ice all the time, and it's totally that way. And when you have the momentum in your vehicle and you're moving ahead, it's hard to stop it, right? Yeah. Like if you've got speed and you hit a patch of ice, you're going ahead, like it's moving. So that's the idea here is that when you have all those things and you have clarity of your direction, you're pointed in the right direction. And it's like, okay, I'm going there and you can get all the stuff in behind you and it's pushing you ahead even in times where you don't necessarily want to. It's giving you these nudges ahead and it really propels things and it really does move the ball ahead when you start thinking about things in these sort of frameworks that allow you to think about your thinking as the leader and set things up so that you're going to actually always be pushing through with the promise in mind, right? What is your promise of your business? And you want to make sure that everything you're doing is aligning to your promise so that that momentum is always in the same direction of delivering the promise back to your customers, because it's only then that we're going to be able to reap some of the profits, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that you mentioned earlier in the middle of your C's, you talked about cooperation and mm -hmm. the trap that us as entrepreneurs get to where it's like, we have to do it all or as leaders, Yeah. but they feel like they have to have all the answers. They have to be able to come up with all the things but that's not the case. That's not the role that we're supposed to have. Because like you said, when you get that cooperation, instead of me coming up with all the answers, I can be able to focus on my expertise, bring somebody in that can focus on their expertise. And it just works a lot better that way. It does. And I mean, such a big piece of our businesses as leaders is setting up that process whereby the processes are all in alignment so that we can then delegate that to someone else to own it in their accountability chart. So when we look at sort of your organizational chart, or as I like to call it an accountability chart, I learned that one from Gino Wickman uh, in his book called Traction, but really enjoy this idea of setting up accountability. So when you have that and you're outsourcing essentially either to somebody on your team or outside of your team, those accountabilities, all you really need to do from a leader's leadership side of things is have your dashboard there. So if things are, are systematized and the process is in place, that that's just happening every time consistently, then you don't need to make those decisions. And that's, you know, as leaders of our organization, the biggest piece of the puzzle often is just making the decisions. That's what we need to do. We get paid to make decisions every day. So you don't want to make the decisions at a low level of your organization. Let other people tackle that. That's their unique ability. That's their center of strength so that it's freeing you up as the leader to make the decisions on the things that aren't already systematized, that aren't already processed, that aren't already sort of set up in that way, because everybody in your organization wants to have a certain amount of authority and they want to own certain things. Well, let them. And that's one of the issues, you know, especially with small business owners is that they just refuse to release some of the authority and that's what what holds them back in a lot of cases too joshua yeah exactly i guess going back to that confidence piece being able to get confident not just in what you can do but i guess confident in the direction that you're going and that helps you be able to know who you need to 
partner with or bring onto the team to be, yeah. be able to do that. And a recent book I just went through is called The Trusted Leader. And mm-hmm. you need to learn to be able to trust the people that you're with, give them that trust so that they can be able to run with the jobs that they need to do. And you're not micromanaging in there. It's so important. I mean, one of the biggest things that we deal with as leaders of our business, I mean, I've got another structure around the five P's and the five P's of creating freedom basically are having the right promise, having the right product, having the right process, the right people so that you can have the right profit. And, you know, that people portion that you just mentioned is often the one that keeps many entrepreneurs up at night. It's the one that gives us the most frustration. It's the one that causes the most issue. And whether those people, it's not essentially just your team members. It's your clients, it's your wholesalers, it's your outsource partners, it's all the people in your sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. And the more you can do to set up the right process in order to make decisions, again, at that lower level, allows you to create more momentum because it allows you to make the decisions that you need to make that are uniquely yours as the leader of the business in order to propel some momentum, in order to be creative, in order to, you know, start something new that might become one of the core issues or one of the core products or services that you offer down the road, as opposed to just the ones that you're currently offering in your, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. And that's part of this leader, in my opinion, the leader's job is you're always looking for the next best thing to bring into the organization so that you can make your promise either, you know, faster, cheaper, less painful, any of these, you know, that's what people want. They want to ease of availability to do business with you and they want the experience to be at a high level. So, you know, as leaders, we need to be continuously looking for things that are going to bring that back to the product or service that we offer in a better way for our clients and deliver that promise even better than we ever did before. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of um, an example I heard with Southwest Airlines. They had this thing where it's like they had this focus of trying to keep things as cheap as they can, not cheap, like bad quality, but inexpensive. So simplifying things, you look at all the other airlines, it's like they're providing all these meals and all these extras and all these different things in Southwest. They had this filter where it's like, okay, here's this idea. It's like, okay, is this going to make it as simple and inexpensive as we can? And if it doesn't, then it doesn't pass the thing because they simplify stuff to where it makes it a better experience. And you can focus on those things that do make it through instead of adding all the things and having your focus spread all over the place. Exactly. And I think that's part of the momentum too, Joshua, is that when you have a very clear, going back to clarity, it's always where everything starts. When you have a very clear promise, you have a very clear idea, everything aligns to that. And it's very simple to make decisions when there's absolute clarity doesn't matter you know when you have that and it's part of the leader's job too to communicate clarity and to communicate that promise and to continuously communicate that to like in Southwest's case you were saying to the public so we're going to market that promise to everybody so that everybody knows what it is we're also going to live it with our team we're going to hire to that promise we're going to fire to that promise we're going to set up our processes to that promise. We're going to have the right services and products that align with that promise. And if they don't, then that's where that wheel momentum gets like a stick through one of the cogs of that wheel because it's like, mm, it just draws it right down. People don't align with it. People are confused. And when you confuse, you lose. So, you know, everything has to be in a structure that's really fully aligned with that promise so that the momentum can not only continue but build. And it's like this snowball, it's rolling down the hill, right? It's like, okay, it starts small, 
when nobody knows your promise. But then when everybody starts to understand it, your team starts to understand it, they're perpetuating it out there, they're getting it out there. And then everybody else, the marketing's working, some of this other stuff, and and everybody starts to begin to understand what that promise is. Then that's when you get some real momentum behind you. And you're always, like I said, trying to clean up the processes, make them even better. And when that happens, more momentum, more people like the service, more people like the offering, and it's really contagious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, several times already you've mentioned about the five P's that you have. Why don't you go ahead and do a little bit more than a tease? Just kind of explain what that process is for that. I mean, we've touched on it and we can delve down more depending on where you think your audience might like, but essentially those are the five P's, right? Everything starts with clarity and the clarity of the promise. So first P, the promise, and then full alignment of these next three P's full alignment of your product or your service. I mean, uh, service starts with an S, not a P. So that's why we just use product. But so full alignment back to your promise. So understanding what the promise is, is the big thing. And if you haven't developed your promise and you want it in very clear, simple language, here's the way to do the promise before we dig into product. Here's the way. What problem do you solve? How do you uniquely solve it? And what does your client's life look like after they've used it or you know, experience the product or service. So three steps. What's the problem that your clients have? Okay. Second one is what is your unique solution to that problem? And third one is what does their life look like after they've used your product or service? And if you can communicate that in everything that you do, you're going to deliver your promise and every decision is going to be so much easier. So we use the Southwest example. I mean, if what you're looking for is a five-star meal and a pod at the front of the plane, and I haven't been on Southwest, but I'm assuming based on the talk that we were just chatting about, they probably don't have five-star service and pods at the front of their planes Mm -hmm. because that just doesn't align with what you're talking about. And from that perspective, then they're in full alignment of their product or service, right? And that's the thing. We're always, if something doesn't align with that, like if they wouldn't be selling roller coaster rides at Southwest, West because that's not in alignment with their promise, right? So I find this with so many business owners. They're selling a product or service that doesn't even align with their promise because while they've always sold it in the past and it's and you know their business has changed, but they're still selling old stuff that doesn't align with what they do anymore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just said, oh, well, there's an opportunity to make a few bucks here, so we're going to sell it, even though it doesn't align with what they do. I mean, there's just this misalignment. Again, if you confuse, you lose, right? Mm-hmm. And so the next step after aligning the product is aligning all your processes. And, you know, if all of the processes, if you're a small business owner or in a large organization and your processes are all up in your head, then that's a problem. You know, you'll never be able to release, like we talked about on the wheel of momentum side of things, you'll never be able to release any of that to anyone else if all of the processes are in your head and nobody knows how to make those decisions in a clear, consistent format right? Mm-hmm. We want to allow them to understand how things are done with alignment of the promise. And from that perspective, it's really just saying, okay, how many processes are in your business? There's a gazillion, right? How do you hire? How do you fire? How do you sell? How do you market? How do you do human resources? How do you do your bookkeeping? All of these different things. How do you pay your bills? All of these different things need to have processes in place that are clearly outlined with accountability, 
Mm-hmm. And the accountability is the key piece. Who's in charge of that process? I'm not in charge of the finances of our organization. I have a bookkeeper that does that. So when there are certain things that have to be done at a certain level, then I'm brought in. But anything at the lower level, I'm not in charge of it. It's not my accountability. So I'm allowed to build momentum and work on the things that are going to advance my business in a different way because I'm not mired down in the frustration of dealing with some of the things that I'm either don't like to do or I'm not good at doing as the leader. I'm going to actually transfer that accountability to somebody who is good and who does want to do that kind of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really a key thing, just the whole process that you're talking about. And it brings us back to your business of simplifying entrepreneurship. I mean, you're really simplifying this whole process of the both going through the wheel of momentum and these five P's and all that. It's simplifying everything so it can work and not complicating things. Yeah. You want to, you want to make it as simple as you can for everyone involved. And those, the next step after process is people, right? And we talked briefly about those, the different people. So you want to make it as simple as you can for your team to make decisions every time without asking your opinion or coming to you for any, they should be able to make decisions on their level of accountability every time. Mm -hmm. And it's only when things are really out of the norm where they're going to come to you and say, Hey, listen, this is not in our regular processes. What do we do? And it's like, okay, those, those are the questions that I want involvement in, right? Mm-hmm. And so we work through those kind of things. So that's the team, your terrific team, I like to call it. And when you have alignment of your team, well, if you know your promise, you're actually hiring and firing based on that. They are going to be bought in. In fact, you create even more loyalty when you communicate that promise, because from that perspective, people that don't align with your promise, they'll probably leave the organization. They probably realize it's just not the kind of organization they want to be in because because they can't stand behind the promise or they don't want to. And that's okay. It's okay Mm -hmm. to either attract or repel based on your promise. And in fact, it should attract or repel. You want to attract all those people that love the promise Mm -hmm. and you want to repel the ones that don't because they're going to be a better fit somewhere else, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So you're doing the same with your clients, your ideal clients. You know, who are your worst clients? Who are your best clients? Well, you're doing the same there. You're doing the same with your wholesalers, your suppliers, your outsource partners. Who are the best ones you've ever worked with? Who are the worst ones you've ever worked with? Align all of your messaging, marketing, all of that stuff to the best, not the worst. And you're actually trying to repel the worst because you don't want, it's just going to cause more frustration for you and less freedom. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're talking about attracting and repelling. And so, I mean, Southwest, it's just one of those examples of like, if someone's looking for that five-star experience, first class and whatever, all that kind of stuff, Southwest isn't for them. But for, I mean, there's a whole segment of the population to where Southwest is perfect because they don't care about all that extra stuff. They don't want to pay for all that extra stuff. Just give me a flight from one place to the next and (laughs) and then we're good. Yeah, just get me there. That's all I need. Exactly. And that's okay. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's great. So why don't you go ahead and explain a little bit more what you do with simplifying entrepreneurship? Yeah. F- thanks so much, uh, Joshua. And so, yeah, uh, with Simplifying Entrepreneurship, I have my own podcast too called the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast. I have several different businesses. I own some shoe stores and I have uh, my coaching business here and some other stuff on the go. But, you know, with the coaching business, with Simplifying Entrepreneurship, I help 
entrepreneurs cut through the chaos of running a business, you know, setting up some of these frameworks that we're talking about, allowing them to reduce their frustration and increase their freedom, giving them their time back. You know, so many entrepreneurs are overworked, overwhelmed, don't know where to stop. You know, they want their lives back Mm -hmm. and they got in business however long ago and they're saying, oh my God, I'm, I'm working harder than I ever did. You know, maybe I'm making some more money now, but there's other things to life other than just money. And, you know, if you're feeling that way and if you're feeling as though you want to sort of take back some of your freedoms, well, that's where I come in as a business coach and and help entrepreneurs do that sort of stuff and, and giving them back some of their time, some of their money and, you know, reducing the frustration, creating more freedoms, giving them back some of the relationships that they want to have that they've missed, you know, all of those kind of things and just leading a better better life, both within your business and outside your business. And I think that's the big thing with, uh, you know, when we get into business, we're dreaming of a better life. And if you're feeling as though your business owns you instead of you owning your business, then we should chat. Mm-hmm. The word would be the best place for people to go to do that. Yeah. Simplifyingentrepreneurship.com or you can email me at Pete at more.coach that's pete at m-o-h-r dot c-o-a-c-h or you can hook up with me on linkedin at pete moore or instagram at pete moore too it's i'm pretty easy to find with simplifying entrepreneurship or my name well excellent we'll make sure to have links to those in the show notes as well to make it awesome easy so that in case someone's driving they can <laughs> catch the information later so thanks joshua you know one of the other things that i didn't mention was we have this really awesome business assessment on our site at simplifyingentrepreneurship.com. You can just go there in the upper right-hand corner, click the button, take the assessment. And it takes about 12 minutes or so to do the assessment. But when you take it, it will spit you back between a 50 and 60 page PDF document of all of the things that you're really doing well in your business and some of the areas that you want to maybe improve over the next year. And it's really for the 10 to 15 minutes type thing of filling out a quick questionnaire gives you back some really good things to think about in the future. So if anybody's interested in doing that, it's free and uh, welcome to hop on the site and just click the button, take the assessment. Excellent. I appreciate that. Yeah, that is really good. So I really appreciate this conversation and I think it's going to be able to help a lot of people both professionally, but I can also, my mind always goes this way to where I like try to cross-reference everything. And so things in business, how can it apply in my personal life and vice versa and things like that. And so we can definitely look at this on a personal level as well. So if person's listening, they don't have a business of their own, well, how can this apply in your house? And so you can be able to see how you can be able to do that because i mean the people aspect is your family members and so how can you all be able to work together to get the stuff done and so if you have one kid that absolutely hates one chore but likes another but maybe there's a misalignment in that it's like okay well maybe we can simplify this yeah you come back to the clarity right and you come back and it's like well why are we doing this and what's the goal for the thing and if they're not pressing through whatever it is you need them to do then they don't understand the why right and that's the clarity all right as a quick recap As we look back at this episode, as you talk about momentum, we realize that it's always hardest to be able to get started from a point of being stopped. But once you do get started, it becomes easier to keep moving forward and to even pick up speed. So I recommend that you check out the resources for this episode. You can be able to swipe over in your podcast app, or you can go to crushingtheclock.com and you can be able to see the resources that can help you be able to get started making momentum in your own life and work. Now we'll catch you 
on the next episode of Crushing the Clock. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast in your podcast player of choice so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or comments, or you want more productivity resources, visit crushingtheclock.com. I would love to hear from you. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Crushing the Clock.